Welcome to the Creative Tools podcast. My name is Ashay and I'm immensely passionate about using technology for creativity. On this podcast, I talk to various creators about what tools and technology they use to be creative. My guest today is Hannah Wilson. Hannah is an artist and a designer based in the leafy green English countryside. In January 2022, Hannah took up a new hobby, visualizing ideas. The goal was to condense complex ideas from the books she was reading into simple and easy to recall visuals. Inspired by a growing community of like-minded creatives, Hannah now shares her illustrations to a combined audience of 100,000 people online and has just left her job to pursue the project. Hey Hannah, thanks a lot for visiting my podcast. My first question is, what do you create? What do I create? So I've been sharing these very small um, and nuanced little visuals on Instagram. Best way to describe them is they are uh, condensing a complex piece of information into something that's super simple. And maybe I draw a flower and then I point towards a few um, pieces of information on that. And um, yeah, that's what I share. And what are these visuals about exactly? So they're about, I'd say, personal development. Um, lots of different themes, really. But most of it is around mind management and how we can improve uh, our day-to-day life. So for me, um, in general, I'm just trying to figure out how to navigate this, this crazy landscape that we have right now. And I create these visuals after reading books or listening to podcasts. And the goal is just so that I can live a better life. And by sharing them on the internet, other people can also have the same impact. Great. Uh, have your creations been always digital or you also create something that's tangible? Yeah, so my background is actually in fine art. So. I come back from doing, you know, I've done painting, drawing, all kinds of different things, photography. And ever since I was little, I've been doing something creative, something arty. And I did my degree in fine art and then transitioned to graphic design. And then here I am transitioning to illustration and taking it on full time. Oh, okay. So currently, all of your creations are digital, which uh, like digital images or illustrations that you create that you uh, release on Instagram, correct? Yeah, currently. Okay. I mean, I do have aspirations to dip back into the fine art because um, it's a passion of mine, but you can't do everything at once. And I think there's a lot to be said for just going all in on one project. Okay. So I want to uh, focus this discussion around three aspects of creation. Um, So first is pre-creation. So before you start creating uh, what happens, then the creation part and then the post-creation. So after you have created uh, what happens. So let's talk about the pre-creation aspect of uh, your creations. So specifically what I want to understand is how do you receive inspiration for what you create? How do you record that inspiration? And how do you retrieve it when you want to create from that inspiration? Okay, so how do I receive my information? Um, well, it's either from just something that I've picked up in my day-to-day life. So something really simple that, and sometimes it's 
a topic that I've been thinking about for years and I finally managed to put it out in something in a creative way. Um, other than that, it would be a podcast. So I actively listen to particular podcasts and then take notes. Um, so receiving that information, uh, yeah, either through podcast books or my own uh, personal experiences. And then how do I take notes? Well, it has to be pen and paper. I, I don't think anything can really beat that because you have so many distractions on uh, any other piece of technology. And the goal is to just focus on the idea at first. Um, and then moving on, I, I switch to my iPad and I take notes and I now have a whole Notion database of ideas, which I'm starting to collect. So there's no shortage of ideas. It's just then finding the time to uh, turn that into a, a visual, as I, as I would call it. Um, and then, yeah, that comes into Adobe Illustrator. But yeah. So you mentioned Notion. Is that uh, a tool that you use, a digital tool that you use on your iPad? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's very new to me. I, I've only just got an iPad as well. So um, previously I was using the Wacom uh, drawing graphics tablet. But the, the iPad for me has proved a great way to just um, solidify my ideas, I'd say. Um, it can be a problem that my ideas get lost in these notepads or random pieces of paper that I've scribbled on. Uh, and having them in Notion, I can now organize my ideas and then they're there when I need them. Otherwise, I've got this, this mental space taken up by trying to remember where my ideas are held and what, what page in the notepad. I'm sure you can relate. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I want to understand, actually, because uh, so before Notion, you were recording your ideas in a physical notebook. Uh, and at that time, uh, did you have a challenge in remembering <laughs> where the idea was and uh, retrieving the idea or the inspiration? Yeah, that's that's the big problem, because I can scribble on lots of different pages every yeah. night when I go to bed. I'm just sort of scribbling out and just seeing what I can get out of my brain. Uh, it is a big project uh, and I'm really passionate about it. So I don't stop. You know, my brain's continuously going. Mm. Um, so over time, that builds up to quite a lot, as you can imagine. <laughs> the notepads are just stacking up. Yeah. Um, so I've started with Notion and... I'm just crossing out. If I've if I've transferred it to Notion, I cross it out in a notepad, so I know that that page is is recorded and I've got that idea down. Do you directly go into Notion at all, or you always go into a notebook first and then go to Notion? Uh, no, it, it would definitely be my notebook first because, I mean, I might play around on Apple Notes, uh, but but other than that. It, I'm starting out on a, on a pencil with a pe uh, pen and paper. And there's also a big problem that I have is that I've got so much screen time. I'm racking up a lot of screen time. And so if the initial stages of my creative process can be on paper, I can look after my eyes a bit. If everything relies on technology, then I'm, then I'm really one, leaving myself vulnerable to get distracted because there's all sorts of apps on my iPad and my phone, you know, on my computer. But two, I'm just racking up the hours spent looking at blue light. And especially if it's like right as I'm going to bed, it's better for me to take a notebook to bed than to take an iPad to bed, for example. Hmm. 
yeah. Oh, great. Okay. And has it ever happened to you at all that uh, you wrote something in your notebook or or in Notion or notebook, whatever it is, and um, you did not necessarily use that idea to create something at that time, uh, but the moment of idea hitting you and the moment of actual creation were separated by like months or years. Uh, what, what Was that happened? Yeah. It happens a lot because I think when I come up with an idea, I just, you know, I want to get it written down and then I want to get it up on my Notion database. So it's there, but they're not always fully formed ideas. And for my output, this is a visual. There's a particular sort of structure that I'm looking for. And sometimes it just isn't concise enough or the message isn't clear enough. Um, or I just have a gut feeling that I just say, no, it's not ready. So I just leave it sitting, sitting there until I want to um, address it. Or sometimes, you know, you all know the feeling over time, you just resolve things in your mind. You just have it, you know, in a back folder somewhere. And it just all of a sudden one day you say, ah, I know the solution. Um, so definitely I sit on ideas all the time. But then for your creations, do you have like a schedule? Like how do you make sure you go back to the ideas that you have recorded? I start with them. So when I want to create a visual, I go straight to my Notion database or my notebook. Mm. Mm. But I'm now trying to make sure that the Notion part is um, in there. But yeah, otherwise, I, I don't just make it up. I don't just come to Illustrator and then make it up on the spot because the idea has to come from somewhere and it has yeah. to be rooted in some idea. Um, Maybe if the, it would be different if it was just yeah, a Yeah, I think the incubation part of the idea needs to be there uh, before you actually create. Uh, that's what... Yeah, I like that word. Yeah. Um, and then uh, do you... So what is it about Notion that you like? I, I haven't used Notion, by the way. So I, I'm just curious okay. to understand what what uh, what is it about Notion that you like? For now, it's the ability to write lists and have ideas connected and collected in certain ways and organized I'm probably not using it to its full capacity right now because yeah I am new to it um, but previously I would write lots and lots of lists I have you can't see it but I have a massive great big pin board in front of my desk mm. and I would pin up all these lists but I think it just gets your space gets quite cluttered so what notion gives me is this <laughs> this way to organize all these different things that are running through my mind because if they just stay in your mind then you're just not going to be able to focus on other things because you're thinking about all the things that are in your head uh, have you used anything other than notion and you oh, just like yeah. notion uh, better than that app i suppose i haven't really tried i haven't really tried any other apps uh other than it's just i've heard lots of people raving about notion so i've just jumped on the the wagon if you like Mm. Um, I would definitely try other things I'd be open to trying different apps but for me right now especially the ability to have a database and then have that visual so I can create a gallery view so yeah. you have the pictures popping up you might be familiar with I need to be able to see my ideas visually because the titles don't really mean anything to me yeah. I have to give it a title but yeah so in Notion you can also store sketches you 
you can't draw with the iPad, uh, the Apple Pencil, but I can take a screenshot from my Apple um, Notes and then, yeah, I can store pictures and they're small enough to work on the free plan. But then uh, you just mentioned that you transfer your ideas from notebook to Notion. So in notebook, you must be sketching visuals. Am I correct? Or it is just text? The notebook is always a sketch because I'm working in a visual because I do visuals. I, I do a sketch and then I transfer the sketch to Apple Notes and then transfer that to Notion. Oh, so so you take a picture of your sketch, add it to Notes and then or you create another sketch in Notes with Apple Yeah, I read, redraw it. Oh, I redraw it. Yeah, because okay. you can imagine when you're just scribbling in a note, notebook, there's all sorts of kind of ideas and then you can condense it into one you, I I play around with different options you just you know abstract from one idea and mm. you know you know your creative brain just goes wild right <laughs> oh so you are first sketching with like a physical pencil or pen in your physical notebook first then you are then the next version of the sketch is in the notes app uh, on your iPad and then that version basically gets stored in Notion as a screenshot correct yes ah uh, okay it's and quite in... a lengthy process I can appreciate that <laughs> but I don't have to do the sketching beforehand if, if I'm if I'm on the iPad and I'm it's not late at night I can just do you know what I mean I could just put the sketch straight from Apple Notes hmm. into Notion hmm. um and Notion I think uh, what you just mentioned is you can see like a gallery view of all your notes yeah ah, okay okay i can see how that would be helpful because then you can see the entire uh idea spectrum uh exactly. in front of you okay and then you can organize them by uh i'm trying to remember what i've got in my notion board now but you've got building so the ideas that i'm building and then i've got another category which is built so maybe i've already created the visual and then another category which is shipped so maybe i've shared the visual so mm that's quite helpful because when I'm coming onto my computer and I'm ready to make a visual, I just want to be able to look at the ideas that are new, that not the ones I've made already. That makes sense. So I can whittle them down. And then when you, when you actually start creating, you browse through your unpublished ideas. Is that correct? And then, uh, and then choose one that is probably most suited for that particular moment. Yeah. Whatever I feel like it. Okay. Uh, yeah, basically. Okay. Great. All right. Thanks a lot. This is very helpful. I hadn't heard of Notion before, so mm -hmm. I will definitely give it a try. Um, so let's talk about the creation aspect of it. Um, and I will tell you uh, my experience of creating and you tell me if that is something that you experience as well, or if you have a different process, I would love to hear that. Um, so I feel that in creation part, there are usually two main steps. One is building a prototype, and then the second step is shaping a prototype. So building a prototype, you make a lot of decisions on like what what you want. Like for example, I make films, so I uh, build a prototype in the form of a storyboard for my film. While I'm building a prototype, what hap what usually happens is the film is actually getting formed in my head well yeah. <laughs> before well before it is being shot. And then it gets shot and then I have this huge mountain of raw material of video and audio in front of me. And then 
the process is to uncover the film that I am already seeing in my head from the material material that I have in front of me. So do you also go through a similar process or you have uh, something different? So you're, you're, what you're describing to me is you're visualizing something quite accurately in your head before yeah. you're... Yeah, because I might be out on a walk and then I visualize thing as something in a certain way yeah that's what I'm what I'm doing I'm then just drawing exactly what's in my head yeah so what tools and technology do you use for creating your creations so I suppose I've just I've touched on it a little bit already but I do use Adobe Illustrator because I already have a subscription with my background being in graphic design I already have Mm. that those tools available for me um but I wouldn't say that it's necessary to have Illustrator to create these visuals. It's, it's highly possible to create them in uh, Procreate or you've got, I think, Affinity Designer. There are a few other packages out there. So I, would, I don't necessarily want to say that Illustrator is the only way forward for creating a visual. Um, but I'm quite comfortable using that package. And yeah, it's just really fun. So, and do you use Illustrator on your iPad or you mentioned something about Wacom tablet before. Uh, so do you still yeah. use Wacom or now you uh, directly draw on your iPad? How do you draw? So you've caught me at a, a time where I'm at a bit of a crossroad with my process because I've only just you know, a good few months down the line invested in an iPad. Hmm. and But I've got quite a solid process in Illustrator where I use my Wacom tablet I just went for the basic tablet. It was it was just off Amazon. It was really cheap. And that's what got me going back in January, um, almost a year ago now. And that's kept me going. And I still use that for now. So the Wacom One graphics tablet with Illustrator. Because mm. that is enough. Because you can also use a pen tool with the mouse. But you just sometimes need the, the Wacom just to get those hand-drawn lines. Mm. Um, but the... You know, m- moving forwards, there there's more opportunity for me to explore different programs and seeing how I can make the Apple Pencil work for illustration on the iPad. But you, as you can imagine, that's a lot. I just want to focus on great creating content and getting it out there rather than getting too distracted by learning my way around a new package because there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> um, and when you uh, create your illustration in illustrator um do you and uh, you you also mentioned that you have notion gallery view and then you choose an idea do you somehow export that idea from notion and bring it into illustrator and then sketch on top or you have it like on the side somewhere in another window and then you start with a completely blank canvas in illustrator well, it, it depends what I'm feeling, really, because I've got the iPad, so I could have it open on my iPad in front of my computer. Oh, I have a second screen open, but it's really just a doodle, so it's nothing um, like a precise hmm. drawing that I want the shape of. It, it's more, hey, this is it, and then I just, okay, create a um, a plant pot. You know, it's just I just go ahead and draw that in Illustrator. Hmm. And... Uh... I mean, one of the things that I feel uh, that digital technology has given creators is an ability to make a choice rather than a decision. So um, if you are a painter, 
earlier when art was analog uh, if you had to draw something on a canvas if you put a stroke of paint on the on the canvas then uh, if you wanted to try a different version of it you had to use another canvas so the art was like inherently destructive uh, at that time but mm-hmm. with digital technology what has happened is when you put a digital stroke uh, on a digital canvas you can make a copy of it change its form change its color and now you have a choice between the two that you can choose um, which is a, a great uh, i think uh, an ability that creators have received because of technology uh, because of digital technology and i see that in filmmaking as well like when i make films uh, if i have if i was editing a film on like a celluloid film if i make a cut then that's, uh-huh. that 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 cut is made uh, if i want to try a different version then i have to use a different film roll but in digital films it's not true i can make a cut i can join the clips together i can try a different version of a scene so do you allow yourself uh, do you uh, create and create opportunities for yourself to make a choice for your creations like for one single illustration do you make like different versions of that illustration and then make a choice of uh, of which one works best yeah I, I suppose what you're describing is iteration so as you're evolving an idea I'll I'll draw something and then I'll just put it to one side and then draw something slightly differently or try a different layout because the nature of creativity is exp- it's just being experimental mm. with these shapes and different different things in front of us. And often it's in that process of playing around and just, hey, what about this version? That's when I come up with different different answers. It's the by doing that, it allows for more creativity. But I also think it's a bit of a curse because there's there's kind of like no stopping which which versions do you keep and then when is it finished oh could I just make that line a bit you know less wobbly or you know I could try and um, perfect it and then spend hours on something and not really create any more value so yeah it's just finding that balance I think and um, yeah I'm still working on that (laughs) I'm definitely not perfect I heard this quote somewhere that uh, art is never finished; it is abandoned <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the in the interest of time. Uh, That's very so, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another question I have is about templates. So, do you, uh, for your illustrations, do you create uh, templates that you can kind of reuse for your uh, next creations? I suppose. I don't have any templates as such because I don't want my work to feel too repetitive. I want Mm. to feel fresh and new each time. But there are some analogies that that's an analogy that you can use for a different to portray a different idea. Like, for example, the water ripple. You can say lots of things. I've got Mm. one that points towards one drop and making the water a a big impact with water Mm. rippling out. Um, But, yeah, I'm very cautious not to rely on those templates too much it's great I can put out a visual based on a template if I'm if I'm busy and I'm just trying to meet my demands I've set myself that can be great but I try not to rely on that and then I suppose another aspect of that is in my illustrator file I have all my other visuals around um, the one that I'm working on so I can bring ideas and pull different icons or shapes from other visuals so Mm. I never create something that's entirely new. There's always a line right. or a shape 
pulled together from another visual. So this is another thing that I uh, you mentioned is very interesting. And again, I haven't used Illustrator much. Uh, okay. uh, so I just want to understand this. Like in Illustrator, when you're illustrating this, uh, illustrating one illustration, you can also have your other old illustrations around you in the same view. So it's purely personal preference, but depending on how large in pixels your your artboard is, you can have lots of artboards in one file. Hmm. It's that <laughs> I wouldn't recommend having too many because then your file runs slow. But hmm. say you have I say you have twenty, and then you cut that, and then you start a new file after twenty illustrations, and so. It depends how you want to organize it, but there are different layers in Illustrator, and then I tend to have a different layer for each artboard, um, yeah. and it works out quite well. But you can literally have everything around you because you might imagine that I'm working on maybe ten ideas at once, but yeah. I'm not. I'm not necessarily happy with all ten, so it takes me a bit of time to figure out when it's ready. If that makes sense, they're so all brewing. So you don't necessarily have like one project per illustration. You have like one project and in that project, you have several illustrations. Yeah, yeah, okay. more than several. Yeah, loads. Because <laughs> they're really small what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? They're just right. arrows, lines. So, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, now let's talk about the post creation aspect of it. So uh, what I want to understand is uh, how do you release, how do you distribute and how do you market uh your your illustrations and when i say release what i want to understand is um how do you release the illustration from yourself like how how do you know that you are not going to make any change to that illustration after that point how do you how do okay. you decide that well i guess there are a few things that come to mind there and that is that when i when i share them on instagram so i share on instagram linkedin twitter all at the scheduled at the same time when if i'm if i'm not fully happy with something i won't share it I'll, I'll um i'll back out and i'll trust my gut because usually it's right that if i've got you know a suspicion that it's not a visual just doesn't the message isn't there or it's not clear enough i'm not going to share it because i try and i try and share fewer visuals that i believe are more quality uh, offering value than mm. try and share lots of visuals that where I might have to lower my standards a bit mm. uh, it's standard is subjective so I'm cautious yeah. to use that word um, and I don't want to say that I don't necessarily believe that what I'm putting out is 100% great quality as well I'm not saying that either but ha like how do I decide if it's not enough is that what you're asking me mm -hmm. If, if the message isn't refined, so the message isn't refined, and if I'm not adding value to other people's lives, if I think it's not finished, like sometimes I know that it's a good idea, but the visual hasn't done the idea justice. So it pays to just wait and see what my brain, what, you know, my brain will come up with a solution. It might take two more weeks, but I might have a better outcome in two weeks, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, definitely um there are two aspects of it like to these days because you can experiment a lot with social media uh, i have seen people uh starting with uh i won't say scrappy but like starting with like really uh like an experimental stuff 
uh, and then refining their creation mm-hmm. as they go. And I have also seen people where uh, they won't share until they feel that it is something that should be shared uh, from right. from their side. So um, that's why I asked this question: like, what what is your process? Like, do you um, do you try to uh, reach to a point where you feel that it needs to be shared or do you share see this response and then refine your message for the next creation yeah i think it's a mixture because mm. i can always reshare a different version mm. but I, if i look back i haven't really done that much so that's mm. actually quite interesting um but i i would say i would comment on that that if someone's starting out and they want to create something visual, something similar to what I'm doing, I wouldn't place the emphasis on providing quality because you can then get stuck in your own head trying to think, is it good Mm. enough Mm. and not end up sharing. The goal is just to get something out. And I think the phrase is put in the reps. And then once you've, you will get better over time, the quality, just by putting the quantity uh, leads to quality. Yeah, I mean the uh, I have a certain idea about releasing creations. Is you don't creators don't necessarily release because they need validation from someone uh, for their creation. They release because they have to move on to the next creation so that they they can learn something new. Uh, so so that's my idea of release. Like I uh, I release because not because uh, I. I'm looking for any response uh, from anyone. I release because uh, it it kind of, I look at it as a learning opportunity. So if I can't learn anything new from the creation that I'm doing right now, I release and then move on to the next one so that I can learn something new. So I'm keeping me continuously in this learning uh, wagon. (laughs) I suppose uh, what you're saying is, is keeping the momentum going. Is that right? But keeping a learning momentum going yeah. uh, for okay. for creations, that's that's what I'm saying. No, I think that that's that's a good point. Um, it's it's keeping that habit in place. And sometimes I release something when I'm not happy, but it's more the pressure of, hey, I've just got to get it out. Otherwise, um, there will be no visual for this week. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. That's another thing that uh, actually let's talk about the distribution part and then I will come back to uh, come back to that thought. So how do you distribute your creations? Like how do you uh, do you use any tools and technology to publish uh, to different platforms? So right now I'm using Buffer. I haven't really explored other options. At this point, it just comes to what I decided to use. (laughs) Um, And this allows me to schedule my work to come out usually at a time when I'm not on my phone yet. Uh, so that would be in the morning. I choose to send it out in the morning. Um, but I I tried without scheduling and I found that what that did was just take over my life a bit. I was yeah. too busy re- reliant on, you know, doing the manual work of putting out the Instagram or what have you. Yeah. Whereas when you're able to schedule, you can schedule an idea and then you can start thinking about the next one and then the next one. And then you've got one week's content scheduled and then you, the weight isn't there, but you can easily get bogged down by it all. Yeah. And how do how many ideas do you schedule uh, at a time? 
well, I'm only using the free plan. <laughs> so you can only schedule up to 10. But if I'm honest right now, because my, my um, energy has been in other projects, I don't have, I don't have any scheduled. So for me, I'm pretty much putting out what I'm creating mm. um, that week. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that I see challenging, I have used Buffer as well before. Uh, one of the things that I see challenging with that aspect is, first of all, you have to decide the date and time and the text of the post and the hashtags and everything for mm-hmm. every single post. Um, and every single post, you have to do it one by one repetitively. And um, uh, and there is no way... I mean, at least I didn't find it when I used Buffer a few years ago. There is no way yeah. to know what I have published in like one single view. Like uh, the, I still have to maintain the catalog of my published creation somewhere else. And then um, Buffer is something that I'm using only for publishing. So mm-hmm. do you keep a catalog of your creations uh, somewhere or is it just in Buffer right now? Do you, are you talking about in terms of a catalog, a folder of all my visuals to date or are you? Yeah, like uh, what visuals that you have published, what are unpublished and is it somewhere Um, in like in one single spreadsheet or something like that? Well, the ones that are unpublished aren't there because they're they're not there. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) No, but I I know, but I, I, I don't mean not created. I mean created illustrations but not published yeah well for me because I because of my capacity I I simply can't create too many you know I really focus on each idea so anything that's in that folder of my visuals they would have been created and also published or scheduled to be published okay pretty much as soon as it's ready I'm then going to put that in buffer maybe if I was creating uh, a different type of content then I'd have um, that structure that you mentioned because yeah that makes a lot of sense to be able to organize your um, content by published unpublished but created but you know not published yeah I mean the reason one of the reasons why I asked this question is sometimes what has happened is my own creations have been my inspiration for my next creation so I yeah. need to be able to see what I have published uh in like one single view and uh one so uh, i mean i i do a series called thought shots which is not visuals but basically my thoughts in the text format on instagram and uh i have like a spreadsheet where i'm putting all those thoughts like one single row is uh one row is each one thought and uh, so that's why if I'm like adding something new to the queue, I can just look up uh, to the thoughts that I have already published and then kind of ca- I can also use that as an inspiration to create another thought. So, yeah. so that, that's why I was asking, like, how do you maintain a catalog of your published and unpublished creations? So unpublished probably is, a, I mean, you may not have much in that in that uh, category but for the published ones do you maintain them in a folder or do you maintain uh uh, do you maintain in a spreadsheet like how do you do that so they're maintained in a folder right now but i know that there's scope to go ahead and create a a gallery in notion for the Mm. for all of my visuals today there might be a a, i might run into troubles because you can i'm not sure what i can upload 
what photos I can upload in the plan that I have. But yeah, if I want to look at my work for research, obviously I look in the um, Illustrator file that I'm in for all the other visuals next to it. But also I just scroll on my Instagram. If, if I want to oh, just okay. scroll. So the, the visual gallery is, is kind of what's already out there most recently. Um, if I'm looking at Twitter, I don't quite get the same feed, but Instagram yeah, yeah. offers Instagram, that. Instagram, you can see the, yeah, all of Yeah, them. yeah. Um, and do you have like a schedule for publication? Do you main, do you try to maintain a schedule? I try to. And my schedule is Monday, Wednesday and Friday. But it changes just depending on what I'm doing. So um, this week I've, I'm going to be putting out two visuals, not three. But I've done other work, you know what I mean? So it's just for me right now, I've I've. So I've been freelancing, for, I'd say, for two months. I left my full-time job. And just it, there's a lot to juggle in terms of learning what, what it is to be a freelancer. You've got to, got to be your own accountant. And then you've got, to be, you've got to be the designer, so creating any products that I'm making or any of the work. And then also I'm the one that's marketing it all. And just there's, so there's a lot to take on. And, yeah, that's what I'm doing, juggling. All these different projects hmm. and what is the biggest challenge you face in your entire creation process like from the idea to publishing what's the biggest challenge that you see the biggest challenge there are many challenges um <laughs> it's, not, it's not smooth plain sailing what you might see on instagram is just i might have slaved over something or i've really thought about it long and hard or i've or I've asked family members, what do you think of this? Um, but I do that much less now because I trust that I trust my own gut more, which is good, um, getting more confident. But I'd say the biggest challenge is putting out content regularly because I don't want to live to put out content. I want to be living and then as a result, creating content which I then want to share. And so when I don't schedule ahead of time, which as you know, currently I haven't got any, I'm then living uh, or creating work to schedule. And that's quite like, you don't want to stay in that place for too long because I'm not as, um, it's not as fun when I have to do something. Yeah. I don't have to, I really don't have to, but I've told myself that I want to. And it re you, you really want to be in that optimal state of creativity where you're just hitting the flow and you're just loving what you're doing. And it's, it's sometimes difficult to, when you fall out of line with everything being scheduled to maintain that. Yeah. So that's my biggest challenge. <laughs> great. Thanks a lot, Hannah, for, for the discussion. I, it was really great talking with you. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you for, um, having me it's been my first podcast so hopefully many more <laughs> thanks for tuning in if you are a creator i would love to talk with you please connect with me through my website or social media see you in the next episode